Amen. Is everyone excited about what God's doing? Amen. Revival. Revive us. Wake us up. Get us reignited. For some, may be getting ignited for the first time. Others, you may be getting reignited. Whatever it may be, just know that God is very interested in, in uh, flowing in and through us and bringing about transformation in our lives individually, then our collectively, then throughout our community, throughout the region, and throughout the nation, and throughout the whole planet. God is interested because uh, he so loved the whole world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes on him would not perish, but experience the gift of everlasting life. Well, today I want to just share with you briefly on vision. This is Vision Sunday. For those of you that uh, keep track of what is happening here at Grace Church, exactly one year ago, the first Sunday of the month uh, of uh, the year 2020, I announced to you that there's a succession plan in place here, and along with that, I had asked the congregation to be in prayer that we would know who God has in store for being the successor here at Grace Church in the year 2024, and uh, you just experienced him here a few moments ago. As of October 1st, Rodney, would you just stand up a moment? Rodney Carter, God has brought Rodney and Sharice. Go ahead, Sharice, go ahead, stand up. So, so, so we're just uh, very thankful for your prayers. Thank you for praying. And, and we think we are thankful to God for one of our favorite verses is Ephesians 3.20, that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can even ask or imagine as according to his power and his ability. And God has certainly shown himself faithful and certainly has shown himself to do exceedingly abundantly above anything I could have imagined. And I'm thrilled and uh, uh, that Rodney was able to come on. Originally, we were thinking it's going to be January 1 of 2021, but then through talking and processing things, we thought it'd be best to come on in October so we can hit 2021, hit the ground running. And that's exactly what we're going to do. And you're going to be experiencing that as the weeks unfold here. So today, I'm going to give you a brief in introduction uh, 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 concerning the vision for 2021. In Genesis chapter 13, verse 14 and 15, there's a, one of my favorite go-to verses when I think about Scripture and I think about what God has in store for us. And, and it's, the Lord appeared to Abram at this time. There's a, this was a transition time for Abram. Remember say transition? No, he had experienced some before, but there's another transition. Lot's going to be departing from him. They're going to be going separate ways and so forth. But it, it's, a, it's a next step would be a good way to put it. A next step, just like 2021 is a next step. It's, it's a new season. And God appeared to him and he said, to, he said to Abram after Lot had separated from him, lift your eyes now, lift your eyes now from the place where you are. And so let's just uh, camp there just for a moment. We say, lift your eyes now. Now is right now. Amen? Right now, your current reality, it is what it is, but it doesn't have to remain what it is. It does not need to remain what it is. It can change. And if it's going to be, if you're going to be experiencing change and you're going to go to new places and experience transformation of the Holy Spirit, and our prayer is for God to bring revival. We have to lift our eyes now, right now. I'm going to say right now, I'm going to see larger things, greater things. I'm going to see God in a new way. I'm reminded of Isaiah when he saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. His first response was, well, woe is me. 
Woe is me. You may feel like that. You may be afraid to lift your eyes from where you are right now thinking, you know, I'm, I'm, not, sure I want, I'm not sure I want this God encounter. I'm not sure I'm prepared for a God encounter. I, I wrestled with that for years before I, but I had a breakthrough in that particular area. I, you know, I wanted God, but I didn't want God. I, I, I wanted God to come near, but I really didn't want him to come near. I didn't want him to get too personal because I didn't feel like I had, you know, I didn't feel like I had my life together in a way that was pleasing to him. But I discovered that if I'm ever going to get to a place where God wants to use me, where God is going to use me in the way he desires to use me, I'm going to have to be vulnerable and lift up my eyes. I'm going to have to be vulnerable and invite him into my life right in my current reality because he's the one that's going to bring about the transforming work of the Holy Spirit. I can't do it on my own. So for many years, I thought, when I get my act together, when I get everything in, in alignment, then God can use me. But I found out, no, I have to come to him and get, allow him to get me prepared. That's what happened to Isaiah. Uh, he said, woe is me. And then he had that encounter with the angel, took the coal from the fire and cleansed his lips. And, and I, I find it interesting in that particular story that, uh, that the transforming work began with his vocabulary, began with his mouth. Anyway, this message is going in a different direction, but we'll just let it go in a different direction. Cleansed him. Cleansed him. And by the time that, uh, in, that, time that interaction with God was over, God asked, whom shall I send? And Isaiah said, here am I, send me. Here am I, send me. So he went from that, woe is me, woe is me, to experiencing God, experiencing a transforming work of, of God in his life to here I am, send me, send me. And so that's what I'm uh, sensing in here this morning with the, the worship and the, the, the words that went forth and, and, and just the work that God is doing is that God wants us to come to a place that whatever resistance we have had up to this season, up to this reality we are experiencing at this very moment, there's much more and we're, going, we're coming to a place of surrender and we're saying, here I am, all right, here I am. Let's do it your way. Here I am, send me. So lift your eyes from, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are right now, where you are, lift up your eyes. And he instructed him to look to the north, look to the south, look to the east, and look to the west. The implication there is to, to miss seeing it would be to miss receiving it. So you have vision. You have vision from God. God's given you vision. You're seeing things. You may be afraid to admit what you've seen. You may think, well, I can't share this with anyone. They're going to think it's crazy. Or you may think, wow, that's impossible. But now, wait a minute. Don't we worship a God and say all things are possible? He can move any mountain. All things are possible. And so God shows you something. Don't retreat from it thinking, well, that's not possible. Well, it may be possible through someone else, but certainly not possible through me. No, no, it's, it's possible through you. I can guarantee you that I can assure, assure you that it's possible through you because the Bible teaches that God takes the foolish things of the world <laughs> to confound the wise. So God can use you. God can use all of us. And so look to the north, the south, the east, and the west. And for the land which you see, the land which you see, I give you. Again, implication there. If you're not seeing it, you're not going to walk in it. You're not going to receive it because you don't see it. And so lift your eyes 
Be willing to have the, uh, God show you some new things, some greater things, some larger things, some fresh anointing, some fresh perspective, and, and just be willing to uh, say, like Isaiah said, here am I, send me. Have a question for you, something to write down, and you can ponder this and keep thinking about it and something to pray into as well. The question is this, is your vision, is your vision greater than your current reality? Is your vision greater than your current reality? Do you th envision things getting better? Do you envision God using you, living in you, flowing through you, working through you, carrying out his purposes, heaven on earth, through you? So again, one more time, is your vision greater than your current reality? Let me talk about current reality just for a moment in, in, in a, on a cultural level, not necessarily you personally, but on a cultural level. We are living in a culture today that increasingly reminds us, increasingly is reminding us of our limitations of our mortality, in which, if we are not careful as children of God, as men and women of faith, if we do not set a guard over our thinking, over our hearts, and over our minds, the, culturals, the, the culture, what they're doing by increasingly reminding us of limitations and of our mortality, if we don't guard against it, it's going to create a sense of hopelessness. A sense of hopelessness. And many people become hopeless and they become convinced that the best days are behind. And I'm here to tell you today that the best days are not behind. In the last days, God's going to pour out his spirit. Your young men are going to see visions and the old men are going to dream dreams. I have good news for you. I am still seeing vision. When I start dreaming, I'll let you know <laughs> if I remember. <laughs> but I'm still having visions. So the young God's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. And there's going to be vision and older men are going to be dreaming dreams. So our best days are not behind us. And what's happened is when, we, when people become convinced that the best days are behind, they, it ends up with very little enthusiasm for the future. Very little enthusiasm for the future. And there's two phrases that I hear, terms that I hear, whatever you want to call it, people say this year. The one I addressed earlier, but I heard another one the last couple of weeks, and I thought, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, when certain things are said to kind of irritate you, it just doesn't sit well with you with the way people say it. And exactly, like, well, what do you mean by that? And one of them was uh, earlier in the year, I mentioned this about the, the, the people can't wait to get back to normal. I just can't wait. You know, I'm over in 2021. Hopefully things get back to normal. Are you kidding me? Think about that for a moment. You really want normalcy the way things were? If you look up the word normal in the dictionary, you know, it's not very exciting. It's pretty much an acceptable standard. Average in intelligence, et cetera, et cetera. Average. You really want things to be average. You want things to be normal. It sounds so vanilla. 
you know, you need some chocolate on there. Come on, let's, let's dress this up a little bit. This, there's so much more than, than normalcy. So I, I believe what the Spirit of God was speaking here this morning and with, through our worship and through the words that, that uh, we are to be lifting up our eyes from our current reality and, and guard, against, uh, guard against the limitations that our culture keeps putting out there in front of us. And so there's this big push. Of not, it's not a push, but just the saying is that can't wait for things to get back to normal. I want to encourage you to guard against that type of thinking. Normalcy. God has something new, something better, something fresh, something vibrant, and, and something that's so full of life. And, and if we lift up our eyes and we'll look to him, he will reveal that to us. Don't be afraid of it. And then the second one that I've been hearing lately, and I've even seen some people signed off on, the, on, their, on their Christmas greeting cards and so forth, and uh, text messages that I've received, and it's, it's, uh, it's this one. Stay safe. I'm thinking, stay safe. Stay safe. Let me think about stay safe for a moment. We are the most elbow padded, knee padded, helmeted, seat belted, airbagged, bubbled, caution labeled, face masked, and social distance society, and you're telling me to stay safe. How can I possibly get hurt? How can I possibly get hurt with all the knee pad, elbow pad, helmet, airbags? Man, back when I was a kid, you know, and seat belts, when I learned to drive, we didn't have seat belts and we didn't have padded steering wheels and padded dash. When you had an accident, it was for real. Today, an accident is very similar to an amusement park ride. Oh, that was cool. Can we do that again, mom? <laughs> Stay safe. <laughs> you can't get hurt. You have to try to get hurt. You can't get sick. You have to purposely get out there and contact the germ cell players if you want it. But, you know, I'm, I'm not planning on doing that. But stay safe. I'm thinking, stay safe. Back to normal. It's just blah, blah, blah. <laughs> 2021 is so much more than stay safe and back to normal. Amen. Let's lift up our eyes from where we are right now. I'm not denying any of the current reality situations that we're de that dealing with in our culture, the pandemic and all the other crazy stuff that's out there in our world. But we're not of this world and we're not about to start governing our lives by this world system. We're governing our lives from the kingdom of heaven and his will is being done in our lives on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. And then on top of all that, we have a cancer, a, a cancel culture that we're dealing with. And I have good news for the cancel culture that the only thing that we need to cancel and be reminded, we don't even need to cancel. We need to be reminded that our sin has been canceled. It's been nailed to the cross and that we are forgiven. Amen. So no more normal say, no more stay safe. Let's get wild and crazy for Jesus. Amen. Let's get ourselves fired up for the kingdom of God. Let's get ourselves in a position where revival is coming our way. And, and, and not only singing that his power has no end, but, and, and, but believing that what he has done in the past, that he will do it again. So let's get ourselves realigned. There's some things we can do here. We can realign our priorities and get our priorities in alignment, keep, keep, keeping God first place. We can get reconnected by abiding in the vine. John 15 talks about staying connected to the vine because apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. So let's make sure we're connected. Let's get reconnected. And then let's make sure that we are reignited, that we have a passion, that we are open up to revival and we are ready to 
ready to allow the Holy Spirit to do his thing through us and through ourselves, realigning our priorities, getting reconnected to the vine, reignited with a passion for a revival of the Holy Spirit. Through all that, we are going to see this year being a year of restoration. God wants to bring about restoration, but as we realign, we reconnect and we reignite, God will bring about the restoration in our lives. I have no doubt whatsoever that the church is the hope of the world. I believe it was God's design, it's God's purpose. That's why Jesus came. That's why Jesus has been resurrected from the dead. That's why Jesus is seated at the right hand of God the Father. That's why he is the head of the church. We are the body of the church, the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are the hope of the world. The church is the power source. And the power source uh, for the church is the proclamation of the good news of the grace of God. It's proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I want to leave you with this portion of scripture today. It's found in first Colossians chapter one, beginning at verse 24, beginning at verse 24. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind that you have vision and that you have purpose for your life. You're here today. It's wintertime. You woke up to snow and ice and you're here. And those of you that made the decision to stay home because of snow and ice, uh, to be safe. <laughs> Uh, it was about that much snow, but be safe, be safe, be warm as you're enjoying your fireplace and you're enjoying this most terrific message that you've ever heard. And you're just so glad that you tune in this morning. We're glad you tune in. And really, I'm just kidding you about being safe. But uh, we're glad that you have, have joined us. But I want to, leave, want to leave you with this word, knowing and believing that God has vision and purpose for you and that you sense that. And here's what my vision is for you, that regardless of what comes your way, regardless of what comes your way, you are not going to live your life in a bubble, you're not going to live your life with that normalcy, and you're not going to live your life with that overly abundance of stay safe mentality, and you're not going to live your life looking back and missing what God has for your life because he refused to look forward. Lift up your eyes from your current reality from, and, and look to your north, to your south, to your east and to your west and allow God to speak to you and don't miss seeing it because to miss seeing it is to miss receiving it. But here in Colossians chapter four, beginning in verse 24, I'm gonna read these verses. Excuse me, Colossians chapter one, verse 24. And we're gonna read through the fourth verse of the second chapter. It says, I am glad, this is Apostle Paul writing to the church. It says, I am glad when I suffer for you in my body, for I am participating in the sufferings of Christ that continue for his body, the church. God has given me the responsibility of serving his church by proclaiming his entire message to you. This message was kept secret for centuries and generations past, but now it has been revealed to God's people. For God wanted them to know that the riches and glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. And this is the secret. Christ lives in you. That's why I work and struggle so hard depending on Christ's mighty power that works in me. 
Verse one of chapter two, I want you to know how much I have agonized for you and for the church at Laodicea. Let me just personalize that. I want you to know how much we have agonized for you and for the and for Grace Church and for many other believers who have never met me personally. I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. In him lie hidden all the treasures and wisdom and knowledge. I'm telling you this so no one will deceive you with well-crafted arguments. For though I am far away from you, my heart is with you, and I rejoice that you are living as you should and that your faith in Christ is strong. Now, let me give you just four points to that to help you remember that. I want you to read that again. But that, in a nutshell, is, is, the, is the vision, the passion, the promise of Grace Church. Pastor Rodney and the leadership team here at Grace Church, we have a, we have a passion for the word of God and for God's word to be manifested and for God's word to be proclaimed. I want, always want Grace Church to be a place where people know, where you will always know that you are receiving a word from God, a fresh word from heaven, that the rivers are not drying up. And I can't say that every Sunday morning is 100% Niagara Falls gushing out at you. There's been some times where I probably shouldn't have been up here. I probably should have been out standing under the Niagara Falls of the Holy Ghost, getting myself refreshed. But the heart of Grace Church, and this will be manifested through serve days, manifested through missionaries that we sponsor, manifested through uh, Children's Grace Kids Ministries and Youth Ministries, all types of other. There, there's different, there's a multiple expressions of this that you will be introduced to as the year is unfolding. That's, we don't have time for that today, but here's, here we go. These verses I just read to you. Number one, uh, the, the church is the hope of the world. Lives are transformed as a result of the word being proclaimed. Number one, we are always here, Grace Church, to proclaim the entire message. That's in verse 25. You'll get the whole counsel of God's word here at Grace Church. The whole, the entire message. Number two, we are here to present you perfect. Now, that was worth getting up and driving in the snow for. It's our responsibility to present you perfect to God. Verse 28. Some people are looking at me like, where do you find that at? I missed that. Well, here we are, verse 28. So we tell others about Christ, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all the wisdom that God has given us. We present them to God perfect. So look at your neighbor and say, I am perfect. <laughs> now, some of you have to really lift up your eyes and see Jesus to be even able to say that. Come on, say it again. Look at your neighbor and say, I am perfect. Pastor Ray said so, <laughs> and the word declares it to be so. So we, we are here to present you to God perfect, and if this is better for your religious mind, it could also it could be translated mature. I'm mature. That's so normal. I'm perfect. How are you? Perfect. What? I ask how you are. I know. I heard you. I'm perfect. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Perfect in 
your relationship to Christ. There's no sin issue that's messing up your relationship with Christ. Christ loves you. And if you don't leave here today knowing that, then I want you to just replay this whole thing over and over again until you get it. God loves you. So number one, we're always proclaiming the entire message. Number two, we're pre present you perfect in your relationship in God. You talk about vision. Well, that's a vision for you to go ahead and lift up your eyes and say, wow, I want that perfection. I want that maturity. Number three, we are are here to persuade you. Verse two of chapter two, I want you to be, I want you to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. I want you, to, I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. I want you to be persuaded that God has a plan for you. It is in Christ Jesus himself. Walk in it, receive it and, and, and relish it, meditate on it, ponder it until until it just becomes a part of who you are. Then number four is found in verse four of chapter two, and that is that we also are here to protect you. So we are here to proclaim the entire message. We are here to present you perfect to, 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 in your relationship to Christ. We are here to persuade you, to make you completely confident of who you are in Christ, and we are here to protect you. Verse 4 says, I'm telling you this so no one will deceive you with well-crafted arguments. No one will deceive you with well-crafted arguments. For those, in verse, verse 4 again, excuse me, verse 5, for though I'm far away from you, for those that are participating with Grace Church, our online audience, online members, whatever, online family, whatever you want to call yourself. We're glad that you're participating and, and worshiping together with us and hearing this word. And even though we're not together, there's some distance between us. But I want you to know, I want you to know that uh, though I'm far away from you, my heart is with you. Our heart here at Grace is with all of us, whether it's, whether it's remote or whether it's here in person. And, and that we are, that we can rejoice that, that we are all living together as we should and that our faith is strong in Christ. So I'm rejoicing that your faith is strong in Christ. I'm rejoicing that your faith is strong in Christ. And we are here today to celebrate that and lift up your eyes from your current reality. We're lifting up our eyes from the current reality of Grace Church. And uh, we thank God that we are where we are and God has so much more in store for us. Amen. Amen. God is good. He really is good. I am glad to, to turn the, page, the calendar page, probably more happy to do it this year than ever before. Say, so does it really make a difference in turning the page? Well, if you're just turning the page without any vision, without any um, life, life of God behind that, without receiving the word from God, then it is just another turn of a calendar page. But it can be more than that. It can be a day of new beginnings. We are re we're getting reconnected. We're, we're realigning ourselves and we're getting uh, you know, reignited. And we are expecting complete restoration of all things that have been stolen from us in Jesus' name. Amen.